Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, I was going to lead with the House vote and Jim Jordan and all of that, but it's just too chaotic. I, I just can't. It's the usual Republican Party madness. They can't get it together. They'll never get it together. Um, I'm going to tell you later on in the broadcast, how this affects the country, and it's not good. But to do this on a daily basis, uh, it's like the budget, raising the budget ceiling. I just have to wait and see what happens, okay? So in lieu of that, we're going to go back to the Hamas-Israel war and President Biden over there. That is the subject of the Talking Points memo. So at uh, about 11 a.m. local time in Israel, uh, the president arrived. All right, he got uh, a good night's sleep on Air Force One. I've been on the plane in a giant bed, and it's just like being in a luxury apartment. Okay, you got everything you need, every food you could want, every service you could want. You get in your jammies, put your head down, you fall asleep. They wake you up for breakfast. It's not rigorous travel. All right, so he lands about 11, and about 40 minutes later, he meets with Netanyahu, the leader of Israel. Then uh, after that, he meets with the war cabinet, and then after that, he meets with some of the families who've had people murdered by Hamas. And here's what he said. Go. Hamas committed atrocities that recall the worst ravages of ISIS, unleashing pure, unadulterated evil upon the world. There's no rationalizing it, no excusing it, period. The brutality we saw would have cut deep anywhere in the world, but it cuts deeper here in Israel. 
October 7th, which was sacred, a sacred Jewish holiday, became the deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. It has brought to the surface painful memories and scars left by millennia of anti-Semitism and the genocide of the Jewish people. The world watched then. It knew. And the world did nothing. We will not stand by and do nothing again. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Okay, that's standard issue speech. Nothing wrong with it. The world stood by. That's not true. The world took care of the Third Reich uh, at great expense to uh, human life. Um, there were people who didn't want to get into World War II. Um, there were people who looked away from the Jewish atrocities. There, that's true. But, you know, Mr. Biden, he just reads what's put in front of him there. And it wasn't bad. I mean, he's got to show the world, and this is very important, that the United States and all its power is aligned with Israel. It has to do that. Because if Israel's on its own, then the attacks are going to be much more ferocious toward Israel. And we'll get into that uh, in a moment. So after uh, meeting with the Israeli officials, Biden, as you know, was supposed to go to Jordan to meet with the head of the Palestinian Authority, which doesn't really exist, and the head of Egypt, which does exist and could help out, and the Jordanian people. Well, that was called off because of the hospital bombing. So this broke yesterday, and uh, immediately um, people in America came out and said, Israel blew up a hospital. I was on a radio today with Sean Hannity. Hannity did good research on this and ran down all the, the AP, CBS News, they all initially reported Israel blew up the hospital. And Hannity had a list. Okay, that's true. They did. Add any evidence, nothing. Taken on the word of Hamas. Hamas said, of course Hamas is going to say that. Now it looks like, um, and U.S. intelligence has come out, for whatever that is worth, and said, it was a misfired rocket from the terrorists that blew up the hospital. So the Islamic fanatics killed the poor people in the hospital, not Israel. Israel produced tapes and, and uh, footage, drone footage and ordnance, which that's to me the big one. So the ordnance that hit the hospital didn't have any Israeli markings on it. I wasn't there. I don't know 100 percent, but the heavy, heavy weight of evidence is that Israel did not fire the rocket into that hospital. That's the prevailing evidence that has been produced. Moss hasn't produced anything other than saying uh, the Jews did it. But people believe what they want to believe. You know that that is a tenet of this program. It doesn't matter to the Jew haters, the Israel haters that the terrorists hit the hospital, they want to believe Israel did. Add to that, that in places like Indonesia, Iran, Muslim countries around the world, there's no free press. The people hear what the government wants them to hear. And the government wants them to hear that the Jews blew up the hospital. Right? It's not like there's a debate or, you know, the no-spin news. I mean, we go into those countries but you have to have a private server to get us. So at this point, and again, I'm falling back on U.S. intelligence because I wrote the book Killing the Killers, uh, 
and U.S. Intel pretty damn good. They say, no, it was a misfire from the terrorists that caused the hospital debacle and all those dead people. So now Biden comes right back. And that makes sense. Okay, because why do you want to hang around there? There's going to be more violence. And I'm not speculating here. It's a short term play. All right. There's going to be more violence because the people want to destroy Israel. They see an opening now. All right. And they see demonstrations. They attack the American embassies. They try to do that in Beirut. All of that. So short term is going to be more violence. That's what always happens here. Long term, I don't know. I do know this, that the ridiculous news media in America, and it is ridiculous. You guys know that. That's why you're watching and listening to me. Oh, Iran says it's going to do X, Y. Iran can't do jack. All right, number one, you look at the map, Iran can't get any ground troops close to the situation. Number two, if Iran did anything, Israel would just take out its uh, oil fields and its ports. Israeli Air Force is going to bomb the hell of it. Iran not going to stop it. And that would put Iran, they couldn't feed their people. Iran not going to do anything. I mean, they'll do what they always do. They'll spend money and, and train the terrorists to do these cowardly attacks on civilians. That's what Iran does. That's what they do. Now, there's still an argument between CNN and Wall Street Journal. Another article in the journal today says, hey, Hamas was right behind that Gaza attack. Right behind. And Iran did it. They're the ones that set it up. And CNN goes, no. Iran didn't have anything to do with it. So I told you I was going to get to the bottom of it. It's 80% now, from my investigation, that Iran was behind the Hamas attack. I'm not going to say it definitively until I have 100%, but I'll get it. And then CNN, what it, CNN's not going to say anything. They're not going to say anything. They don't care if they make mistakes or misreport. They don't. Why would they care? They're not in business to tell you the truth. But anyway, back to Iran. Iran they can huff and puff like the big bad wolf all day long. They can't do anything overtly with troops or anything like that. But no, not in the news media. Oh, Iran, they're going to go. And then everybody gets panicked. Okay, stock market goes down. Every, oh, no. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not diminishing this. There will be violence. And it'll be the usual suspects attacking American interests and Israeli issues. And that's a memo. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Okay, let's bring in a guy who follows the military aspect of this because that's what's coming next. Colonel David Hunt, you know him. You used to use him all the time on The Factor. Uh, he comes to us from Maine. Uh, you want to look up David Hunt. He's got all kinds of medals and honors, very brave man, Vietnam War, all of that. So my first question is to you, I'm right about Iran. They, they don't have any capacity to attack Israel, correct? Yeah, I mean... They attack Israel through proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, Iran is is very weak. Uh, they're, they're a problem. 
they're they're probably the, the center of the universe, the Middle East, partly because of what we did in Iraq. But no, they're not they're, they're not attacking Israel directly. They're attacking Israel right now with Hamas, and we'll we'll see if Hezbollah comes from the north or terrorist groups come out of the West Bank. Okay, so it's um, the same it's the same scenario possible. that it's always been. Um, yeah. You mentioned Iraq. There, right before airtime, there are a couple of drones launched by terrorists toward our air base in western Iraq, where there are U.S. special forces based. Um, we took care of the drones. They didn't get through. But I don't think many Americans know that we have forces still in Iraq that police Syria and the surrounding terror hotspots, correct? We've got 2,500 uh, soldiers out of the 10th Mountain Division. They're going to be there for nine months. They're in Kuwait, Syria, and Iraq, mostly doing guard missions uh, and some patrolling. But that 2,500-man force has been going on, rotating every 10 months for a couple of years now. So, yeah, we've got forces there. And you need them there because the remnants of ISIS and, and al-Qaeda, and they're still floating around. And we also have military in Turkey, correct? Absolutely. Big, huge. Huge base, Inzalik, huge Air Force base. Yep, we do. But that's problematic because if the uh, USA had to get involved with Iran or another Muslim nation, I don't know if Turkey's going to be down with that and let us use that base to attack people. They didn't in Iraq, as you know. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do it in the twenty years we were in Iraq, right? Or or to Afghanistan. So my bet is, yeah, no, they won't let us do it. Okay, so why are we there? Why do we have uh, all this big base in a Turkey? What do we accomplish by doing that? Well, it gets us closer to attacking some of our enemies. Uh, we have influence there, but the Turks are, as you know, duplicitous and cannot be counted on fully. Um, yeah, they're NATO members. It's a great question as to, we, we, we could, it, there's a good argument to be made to Poland. No question. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of uh, CIA there on that base. There's a lot of intel. Um, do you have any idea why the Israeli and American intel was taken by surprise by the Hamas attack? No, uh, there's, there's no good explanation for 40 separate crossing sites break, developed by Hamas. There's, 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 they captured Israeli military bases. They, the number of hostages is at least 200. Besides the women and kids, they, they took Israeli generals. This, this was a complete disaster from, from uh, the Israeli standpoint, uh, as worse than they, the mistake made in the 73 war when they missed the Syrian and Egyptian tanks massing on their border. They're just, I, there's no explanation. And we get most of our intelligence from an area from Israel. Uh, but this was a complete failure and it has to be addressed because that's the same intelligence community that's going to be used on the attack in the Gaza. Unless you can figure out why and how you missed this, you've got a disaster in the hands going into Gaza. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised the CIA missed it because they have a big presence in Tel Aviv at the American. Well, the American embassy has been moved to Jerusalem. Um, yes. And they have a presence in Jerusalem, but they also have a big presence in uh, Tel Aviv, and they work very closely with the Israeli uh, intelligence. They both missed it, 
And that sends a real chilling message as far as our self-protection is concerned. If they're going to miss that, what else are they missing, you know? They missed uh, the Taliban coming fat, north to south when we did that disaster pullout. That was a huge intelligence failure, and nobody paid for it. Uh, all I'm, I, when, when this question is getting asked in the last 10 days, uh, the Israelis and Americans want to pat you on the head and say, don't worry about that now, let's go fight this war. Well, no, you've got to get, you have to get the answer. Okay. Because that's the community that failed, depending on. Final question, the aircraft carriers. We've got the USS Ford already in the Mediterranean. Another big carrier coming in. And this is basically to send a message that, you know, we're going to protect U.S. interests and we can bomb the hell out of you from the sea. Uh, this, again, sends a message to Iran. Uh, you better not mess around. Or is there more to it than that? That's primary mission. That's also, they've got phenomenal intel on both those aircraft carrier battle groups. Uh, they'll put Marines on there if there's going to have to be another evacuation, a large evacuation of U.S. Uh, and the threat, and, they'll, and they'll, they'll supply intelligence and logistical support, as we're doing right now, to Israel for as long as it takes. But yeah. the main one is a uh, political statement, military statement, just like you said, Iran... Do not screw around. Keep Hezbollah and Lebanon and keep control of the units you have in the West Bank because uh, that won't, we won't stand for that. And those missiles on those carriers, they're capable of reaching um, Hezbollah and all of that stuff. They can just launch right out of there, right? Absolutely. And we've got, you know, uh, submarines, et cetera, that can reach Iran. There's no issue about us being able to reach out, but they stick those, that's, as you know, that's a lot of ships surrounding an aircraft carrier. It's a big um, presence in the Mediterranean. I hope you're following the best news presentation in the country, which, of course, is me. Um, and <laughs> I've been setting up this uh, controversy between the Wall Street Journal, which flat out says Iran was behind the Hamas attack, and CNN, which says it was not. Do you have an opinion on that? 100% that Iran has and will back continuously help plan this. Um, finance this, um, help train, train up this. Probably two years worth of planning and rehearsal to get in to do what Hamas did. There's no question about it. I, I, the only reason I can think that we don't want to admit to this is we don't want to deal with Iran in the middle of doing uh, Ukraine and helping Israel. Because there's no other reason. Israel says guaranteed they do. I don't, uh, CNN don't care about it, but the U.S., um, keeps waffling on this, and it's 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 a problem. All right, Colonel David Hunt coming to us from Maine. We appreciate it as always. Stay well up there. We'll talk again soon. I hope. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this: for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. 
If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Okay, so uh, let's get to the politics. Look, I, as I said at the top of broadcast, I mean, I all I know is that the Democrats in the House of Representatives are united. They do whatever their leadership tells them to do. The Republicans are not. Now, in theory, that's a good thing, that you want to have your Congress people be independent problem solvers and not tethered to some kind of party ideology. But in practice, it shows the people of the country that there's one party that's organized and another party that isn't. So I don't know how this thing's going to come out, this House thing. Uh, there's a guy named McHenry in, uh, who could be Speaker Pro Tem. Maybe that'll happen. I'm not even going to guess. I am going to tell you this. that President Biden has done so much damage to this country. With the border, with inflation on necessities, with regulations on everything, with insane government spending, and I mean that word literally, insane, with a weak foreign policy that encourages Hamas and others to do awful things. Biden has done so much damage that the only way to correct the damage in the short term is for the Republican Party to win across the board in November 24. They have to take the House, the Senate, and the presidency. If they don't take all three, then the damage is going to linger. I don't believe Biden's going to run. You know that. Uh, The Democrats, they could win, I guess, even though everybody in the country knows what a disaster the Biden administration is. I, I assume that maybe they hate Trump so much because it looks like Trump will get the nomination that they'll say stay home or whatever. I don't know. All I know is Republican Party has got to be unified. And the reason it isn't, and I've said this before, and I'm sorry if I'm repetitive, there's no leader. Trump is not a Republican. He's a populist, doesn't care about Republican politics. He runs on that ticket because the MAGA people and other supporters are primarily Republicans. Okay? He's not the leader of the party. Mitch McConnell doesn't know where he is. He's as bad as Biden. He's too old. He's befuddled. Nobody likes him. He's the minority leader in the Senate. And in the House, you don't have a leader. They threw McCarthy out. I thought McCarthy was okay. I'm not looking at it from a party or ideological thing, but I think he he was reasonable, and they booed him out. Because the hard line right wants what they want now, and they're never going to get it. So they boot them out. That's called a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, you got them out. Now what do you got? So that's my analysis as it stands. We'll cover the story. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. In New York City, there's a hospital, Lenox Hill. And uh, it is now owned by Northwell. Northwell is a huge Uh, medical provider all over the New York area. There is a doctor, Dana Diab. She is in the emergency room. 
She is very sympathetic to Hamas. She said, quote, Zionist settlers getting a taste of their own medicine, unquote. They fired her. This is the cancel culture coming back at the progressives who invented it. As we said yesterday, this is a fascinating thing. So now the cancel culture, which was invented off Saul Alinsky to destroy any opposition to the progressive movement, now turn it around. So bye-bye, Dr. Diab. And there's a whole bunch of other people getting the axe all over the country. Um, Biden administration, apart from the Middle East, has done a couple of things you should know about. It has reached a legal settlement with the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, which is a political organization, not a free speech organization anymore. Far left, progressive organization. So 4,000 migrants who were separated when they illegally crossed the border by the Trump administration, because there were times when you had to take people and vet them. So children were put here. I, people would say, well, I'm the father, and it didn't turn out that way. They weren't the father. Anyway, there were 4,000 families separated. All of those families now are going to uh, get three years of government entitlements, okay? Taxpayer is gonna give them housing, health, legal assistance to apply for asylum, all on our dime. This is what Biden did under the radar, okay? 4,000 are gonna get that. Then the homeless, healthcare. This is one of the biggest scams I've ever seen. So the US Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Medicare is federal health insurance. I get that. Medicaid is state health insurance. Poor people get that. Okay, I wouldn't qualify for that. So now, under the Biden administration, street medicine providers, listen to this. This is so hard to believe. Street medicine providers who treat the homeless on, in their tent villages or anywhere, not in a hospital, not in a clinic, no supervision. Okay, they are gonna be reimbursed by Medicaid. So I don't even know who these people are. Are they registered nurses? Are they doctors? Are they physician's assistants? I don't even know, all right? But there are 600,000 homeless people estimated right now. About 450,000 of the 600 are drug addicts, okay? They're taking drugs all day. That's what they do. That's why they can't afford to live in an apartment or a house. So these people, I guess, are going to wander around these street medicine providers. I don't know what they bandage people up, do you know, because they're all, they all have maladies. Did you know? I didn't know this. The life expectancy of a homeless person in the USA is 48 years compared to 76 for the overall population. And why is it 48? Because they all are killed, killed by drugs. They kill themselves. But now the Biden administration has said, okay, just put in your little uh, voucher and we'll pay for it. Do you think there'll be a little fraud here? Might there be a little fraud? 
whoa, but this is Biden. This is him. Did you know that story, by the way? If you knew it, tell me where you heard it. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. I bet you never heard that story because the media doesn't report this insane stuff. U.S. gets a C-plus in retirement. So the Mercer Institute for Pension, Global Pensions, <laughs> uh, it's a think tank, I guess. They did a study. And they got uh, 46 countries, uh, I guess, or something like that. So we are, no, 47 countries. USA is 22nd in retirement benefits out of the 47. So retirement benefits are what the government gives you combined with what you can save. The Netherlands is number one. So the Netherlands is about 18 million people. And the government is very generous, cradle to gave entitlements, and then they take all your money when you earn it, which is why there are more Dutch people here in the United States than there are in the Netherlands, because they don't, you can't make any money. But when you get old, the government takes care of you in uh, Holland, and then you can have your 401ks, whatever. So they're number one. The worst country on a planet, or out of the 47 studied, is Argentina. It's totally chaotic and always has been in the economic realm. The United States, as I said, is 22nd. Now, pensions and all that, this speaks to self-reliance. That's what it speaks to. And a lot of people are not self-reliant. They spend all their money. Most Americans, I'll submit, they don't have enough for retirement. You get Social Security because you pay into it. You get Medicare because you pay into it. Okay, we're just getting back what we've already paid. But then what? If you're lucky enough to work for a company, it gives you a pension. That's nice. But those are going down. I don't get a pension from any company. I get a pension from AFTRA, SAG, my union, union that just went on strike, okay? I get a pension from them because I've been paying dues for 40 years into the union. So I have that stream coming in, so I'm fine. I'd be fine anyway because my father told me when I was 17 years old, every paycheck, you save 10% of your money. And I did, since I'm 17. I saved it. Most people don't. So USA is a lot of self-reliance here, um, and that's the key to living out your senior years in comfort. George Soros closing offices in Baltimore, Barcelona, and places in Africa, six offices in Africa. This is the Open Society Foundation, which is trying to corrupt the whole world, making the whole world into socialist enterprise with no borders no crime control. That's George Soros's vision. Now, don't write me a letter going, why is he doing that? I am not a psychiatrist. He is a destructive man. He has donated a lot of money to hurt me. Okay? Because I've been after him for a long time. Anyway, he's on the ropes, and we like that. 40% reduction in the workforce of the Open Society Foundation. And old George, who's 93... Um, he handed his uh, whole operation over to his son, Alex, in June. So this is Alex is doing all this. 
but they're still very potent. We're going to have a story tomorrow about how much Soros money is going into the Biden campaign. And that's all you need to know about Joe Biden, is that big Soros money is going in there. That's all you need to know. And we'll have that for you tomorrow. Smart life. So uh, there's a million studies about nutrition. At the Antill Nutrition Group in Raleigh, North Carolina, they put out five snacks that'll help you or good for you. So as we all know, sugar is the devil. All right, there was a ridiculous study out earlier this week that said sugar is as addictive as cocaine and heroin. That's bull. That's not true. But sugar is addictive, but not as addictive as cocaine and heroin. Okay, so when you hear something like that, you just go, okay, fine. Um, but if you eat a lot of sugar, you're going to die young because it kills your immune system. A little sugar, fine. A lot of sugar, you're dying young. And you're going to die painful. Okay? Just keep that in mind. So here are the best snacks. Smart Life Program. Remember, this is the only show that does Smart Life for you. Greek yogurt. High in protein. Keeps you full. I eat it. I throw a little blueberries on it. It does not taste good. <laughs> All right? I'm not looking forward to it. But I eat it. Fools you up. Little blueberries or strawberries, what on it? Good. Nuts and seeds. Pumpkin seeds. It's the season. They're good. Almonds, walnuts. I, I eat the cashews. I have the almonds. Cashews are a little tastier. Three, hummus, vegetables. Uh, once in a while. Once in a while. Whole grain crackers and cheese. I eat that. All right, got to get the whole grain crackers, not the sugar crackers. All right, and you just slice a little cheese off. Okay, it gives a little dairy, you know, fights osteo. It's good, and it fills you up. All right, and finally, my favorite, apple, slice the apple, and peanut butter. Now, some people put the peanut butter on the apple, not me. Okay, I'll put the peanut butter on a whole grain cracker. But if you eat some slices of apples, and the peanut butter on a cracker, you'll be full. You don't have to eat the ice cream and the cookies and the candy. All right? So maybe when the kids come trick-or-treating, you go, would you like an apple and some uh, cheese on a whole grain? And they'll go, no. I want the Reese's. Option. Stay in history, October 18, 2019. The State Department, run by Pompeo under Trump, all right, completes its investigation to Hillary Clinton's emails. Did you? Four years ago. Here are the findings. So they found, I love this, three and a half year investigation by the State Department. Found a massive amount of documents on Hillary Clinton's private server that shouldn't have been there. Don't believe that. They were there. But the investigators found, quote, no pervasive evidence of systemic deliberate mishandling of classified information. Then why was it there? Well, Hillary said, well, it was convenience. But here's something really interesting that we found out. The attorney general at the time, which could have brought charges against Hillary Clinton, it did not, was Bill Barr, William Barr. He said in his book, uh, the book is One Damn Thing After Another, quote, President Trump went on to make a comment about Hillary Clinton that surprised me. He said that despite the chance of lock her up, from some of his supporters, he felt 
that after the 16 election, email matters should be dropped. Even if she were guilty, he said, the election winner to seek prosecution of the loser would make the country look like a banana republic, unquote. I think it's true. I don't think Trump had any, any motivation to go after Hillary. This day in history. All right. Mail segment and a uh, final thought on tipping, which I think is important. Right back. Okay, let's go to the mail. Wayne, concierge member. And again, concierge membership, BillOReilly.com. Got a problem? You want more information about something? You want to run something by me? That's where you go. We have a special email. It's all confidential. Everything 100%. You sh- shoot us your question or your comment. I see it. I reply within 24 hours. It's a good service to have. All right, Wayne says, I donated to Doctors Without Borders a number of years back. I gave one donation. For many months, I got solicitations asking me to donate again. Every charity does that, unfortunately. Everyone. I just throw them away. Um, here's another email from another Wayne. I don't think this might be the same guy. So Wayne is getting a twofer tonight because it's a good email. O'Reilly Mayorkas is not doing a bad job. He is doing exactly what he's been told to do, which is open up the border and get as many people in here as fast as possible so they can vote. That's a bad job, Wayne. Violating immigration law is a bad job. I don't care what he's told to do. You're told to do something that you shouldn't do, you resign. Bad job. Kevin Wheeler, British Columbia, Canada. Um, what do you make? I hate that phrase, though. But I appreciate your writing, Kevin. But I, what do you make at that? Oh, oh. Uh, there is a reporting that Netanyahu has been encouraging the Arab countries to prop up Hamas along with Iran in order to undermine any possibility of a two-state solution. Oh, conspiracy, dumb stuff. That's what I make of it. Leona Kearns, Augusta, Georgia. I'm so angry the Democrats are deliberately stalling the election of Speaker of the House. No, they're not. Democrats have nothing to do with it. Democrats are never going to vote for a Republican to be Speaker of the House ever under any circumstance. They're not the ones doing it. It's uh, Gates and all those people. <laughs> Come on. You got to be fair. Lois Buell, Tucson, Arizona, your remarks about the left term Marist College mirror taken mirrors exactly what happened at my alma mater, Hartwick. It's in upstate New York. I know it. Look, many colleges have veered sharply to the left. And your alumni, if you don't like that, don't give them any money. Mike Zackham, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, love the no spin news. He reported that much of the millions raised by the Democratic Party comes from Hollywood people. I know you say you're not a boycott person, but I am, and I'm not going to watch these films. Well, look, the entertainment industry is listing, let's put it that way. <clears throat> it's not in good shape at all. And uh, I, I mean, I'll go to see a movie if I'm interested in it, but I know who's behind the Hollywood stuff. I don't like them, but I'm not going to let it you know, seep into my life at that level. Steve Callahan, West Melbourne, Florida. What a great breakdown you did, Bill, on the origins of the Middle East yesterday. Very informative. I'm sure most people have no idea how it started. We do a unique combination of history and journalism. And unique is the word. Who else does that? Nobody. Um, And that's why you're here, I hope. 
Okay, BillOReilly.com story. I said yesterday, if you want signed books for gifts, coming up for the holidays is already at the end of October now. Uh, you got to get your orders in. And I'm not kidding because I can't sign, physically sign, that many books. I did a thousand today when I was doing a book tour, radio book tour for Killing the Witches. Uh, Premier put it together. It was great. And we thank everybody who interviewed me. I was signing and, and answering questions at the same time on a radio. So I signed a thousand today. But, you know, I, my hands are like this. I look like Boris Karloff here. Um, so if you want signed books for gifts, and they do make great gifts, um, you go to uh, BillOReilly.com and you order them now. Now, at the New York State of Mind on uh, the live show on October 27th, we will have books, signed books in the lobby if you want to buy them there. For all of you guys coming, it's a big crowd. So we'll have signed books in the lobby there. And uh, word of the day, do not be a miscreant. M-I-S-C-R-E-A-N-T. When writing to me again, Bill, BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. And we tweet three times a day at Bill O'Reilly. It's X, it's tweet, whatever it is. Sign up. You get pictures of Holly the Terror Dog. I try to get her in there at Bill O'Reilly. Back in a moment, the final thought. Okay, so I'm out to dinner uh, last night. This is the final thought tonight. And um, good dinner. I'm not going to tell you the restaurant's not right. I'm not in business to do all that, but service is good. And I undertipped a little. I didn't mean to. I just, the math was fuzzy in my mind. And not a lot. Guy did very well, but it bothered me. So now I've imposed a new rule on myself. If the service is good, I'm tipping 20%. Though that's easy math in my mind. All right? Now, some people say you shouldn't be tipping on tax. You shouldn't have to tip 20% on drinks. I'm just going to tip across the board 20%. Because these are hardworking people. And I was surprised last night. It didn't leave me. I, you know, it was that uh, my, a very small mistake. But it was there, and I went, ah, you know, I should have left that guy another 10 bucks. Um, because, again, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. When you're a working person now, it's hard. So my advice, if you can do it, I mean, if you're living day to day, then you can't. But if you can do it, 20%, up from 15. Used to be 15. Now, interestingly enough, when I was in England, um, what was it, last weekend or the weekend before, Anyway, they the weird before. There, they add the tip in now, and it's 13%. So I kicked a few pounds to the servers. They were all from Eastern Europe. Nobody was English. And they were nice, and I could tell. And they were so grateful. So they get 13 built into the check, and I kicked them over. So I felt good about that. But my new philosophy is tipping 20 Right. That makes sense. I think that's fair. We're all in this together. You don't want to help everybody. If you have a little extra money, it's good to be generous with it. And that is the final thought. That is No Spin News. Thank you very much for watching and listening on our hundreds of radio stations this evening. And we'll see you again tomorrow.